0: It's finally here. Bigger, faster, stronger. It's time to put on the pads. Faster,
1: quicker, more agile.
0: And make some noise.
1: You got it. Hit, hit, hit. Sacked.
2: Just
0: defending AFC south champion houston texans are back for training camp 15 yard touchdown run for deshaun watson welcome to texans training camp live your sideline pass to everything that's going on with your houston texans texans training camp live is presented by xfinity and by geico and papa johns houston Now, let's go down to the Houston Methodist Training Center. Here are your hosts, Mark Vandermeer and John Harris.
2: Just a few yards away from Field 1 where the Texans will be practicing today at full pads outdoors at the Houston Methodist Training Center. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you. Good morning. Beautiful, sunny day here in Houston. And not like yesterday, a lot warmer, but that's okay. It's Houston in the summer, and this is what we're used to. Did yesterday actually happen, Johnny? I don't no. even know. Was that a dream? No, that was a dream. I told you it was Brigadoon. You woke up
3: this morning, and this is what you're used to. Yeah, that was a dream yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: It was just a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. I mm-hmm. said it was Brigadoon, and look up the reference, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm just going for 1950s musical references today. <laughs> no, I'm not. Let's just keep it rolling here. Charles who a little bit later on. Bill O'Brien's going to meet with the media during our program uh, at about 9.15. So we'll carry that live. We'll eavesdrop on that, as I like to say. But right now, let's uh, check in with the quarterback of your Houston Texans. Had a chance to visit with DW4. So Deshaun, with this year's camp and no preseason games, no joint practices, does it kind of remind you a little bit more of college in that way, in a football way? Forget about the COVID stuff for a moment, but just getting ready for a season where the first time you play another opponent or see another opponent is opening night against Kansas City.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a different experience. Um, I mean, good thing I'm kind of young in the league, so it's kind of, you know, the college you know aspect of training camp is, is not too far away from me. but uh definitely you know you got to make sure that you you know stand healthy uh make sure that you're getting as much work as you can uh not just on the field but off the field you know a lot of communication a lot of you know just talking about ball uh so you're ready for that you know that high speed and a lot of guys are going to be you know it's going to be a little different speed especially new young guys that's playing in the nfl um your first real live action is, is is you know the first week of the nfl which is different but uh You know, we just got to adjust and and be ready on the fly.
2: I was writing an article about training camp memories, and I remember you as a rookie in OTAs in the very early part of camp, still getting a lot of reps with the threes and the twos and kind of working your way up. What do you remember about that? What was that like for you now that you're a veteran and you can
1: look back? Uh, It was very new. It was a lot of information trying to, especially in this offense, being thrown at me uh just trying to adjust as much as I can but for me it was it was good um you know I wasn't thrown in the fire you know in training camp I was able to sit back and learn uh, but once I was thrown in the fire you know real live action I was ready for those moments so I was always you know making sure that I prepared myself you know for those moments you know with the ones but whenever I did have opportunities with the threes and twos I took advantage of those.
2: With everything going on with masks and Zoom meetings and distancing, how has the bonding part of it been this camp? Because I know you're into that. You want to get close to your teammates. How difficult or challenging is that this year?
1: That's very difficult. I mean, you want to go out to eat and you want to, you know, have people at your house, you know, and watch different, you know, sporting events and, you know, movies, games, you know, different things like that, but you can't really do that right now. So you just got to, you know, as much as you can spend as much time in the locker room and, you know, on the field and try to communicate as much as you can, you know, football always first, but also, you know, get to know people. Um, And then, you know, just kind of go from there.
2: Now for years, I've asked this question of Texans, when you're in the bubble, that environment versus being on the field. Yeah. It's cooler. You're on the artificial surface. Would you rather be on the grass, but it's hot out there. So how do you like practicing in the
1: bubble? Uh, It's cool. I mean, it's all right. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I'd rather be on the grass, but it doesn't bother me you know, being in a bubble.
2: All right. Well, you mentioned other sports. Have you had a chance to watch the NBA much and any other sports that are playing right now? And what do you think of the presentation, the NBA with no fans and the way they're doing it? What does that look like to you? Because you're going to face an environment
1: where you might have very few or no fans yourself. Um, it's different, of course, but uh, it's definitely good. I've been watching the NBA and and different games and, you know, checking them out. And it seemed like they're doing a great job of, you know, competing and still doing what they're doing and treating it like it's, you know, like they're in a home environment. So uh, that's definitely different and and definitely cool. So I'm definitely, you know, supporting the NBA on that. And of course, baseball, trying to get things going. I know they've been having a couple of pauses here and there, but Mm -hmm. it's been good. been catching a couple of Astros games. And then for me, I've really been watching FIFA. I'm actually, you know, wow. got my got my team playing right now. Uh, FC Bayern Munich, they're playing Barcelona So in the, in the Champions League. So, you know, I'm pulling for those guys. So I've been big on FIFA lately. Very cool. I'll let you get to
2: that. Thanks so much for the time, and good luck this camp, Deshaun.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All
2: right, that's a visit with Deshaun Watson. Very busy man, of course. So uh, we had a few minutes with him, got a chance to catch up. And, Johnny, when we were talking about training camp, pivotal or prevalent memories – Moments that stand out over – this is the 19th season of Texans history. What I brought up with him is one of those. Deshaun Watson being on the third team, starting his career that way. OTAs, and then he started camp at the Greenbrier on the third team, which is just incredible to think about. And the day I'm talking about, the the day that stands out for me is when O'Brien threw the second team D against the third team offense and then put the first team D – against the third-team offense, and then finally threw the first-team O-line in front of Watson because it was hard to get things done against the first-team D with that third-team O-line, and that was just fun to watch. It was fun to watch the drama, and O'Brien just kind of – it felt like he was going on the fly. It was a gut <laughs> thing for him, but yeah. maybe it was scripted. I don't know.
3: I, I imagine OB uh, sometimes is a lot like me, that you've thought about that idea. You, you've had that idea in your brain for mm-hmm. a long, long time, and you just kind of waited for the right moment. So I'm sure it probably came off as spontaneous in some sense, but I'm sure he was probably thinking about that at some point, that, hey, wait a second, all right, he's slicing up the threes. Let's put the twos out there. And let's see what he does against the ones. And I just remember it because how often in training camp have we ever seen a quarterback get almost 20 to 25 reps in a row? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember remember ever seeing that, and that's what he was doing, basically going from one to the next to the next. And then he, was, then he, had, he had a couple – of moments of success and I thought there isn't a guy on his field right now that's going to make this roster and he somehow just got a couple of first downs <laughs> against yeah. this defense or against uh, you know the second defense or whatever it was yeah I remember that day I remember that day distinctly um, and watching it up there and I think we were all kind of like alright is this is this kind of the moment is this when it happens the other thing I remember about that was there was one day where up at the green Brian, when he's a rookie mm-hmm. and he had a tough day and he, he struggled and I just remember thinking okay this is a good test how is he going to bounce back and he came back the next day and he was just on point and I just remember thinking boy that's as good a sign as any about this guy that he can bounce back from a pretty rough day that probably stayed you know as a rookie probably just stayed in his head and it was like I got to get it out I got to work through it and then the next day he just went out and he had such a a, such a great day the next day. And I just remember thinking, this is how you deal with adversity. And obviously, as a young quarterback, you're going to deal with it. The irony was that as a rookie, nobody stopped him. Yeah. There was no adversity, really. Right. I mean, there was no adversity. The only adversity he had was Geno Atkins, you know, but, you know, taking his heart and pushing it through his spine before he had the 50 yard run for a touchdown on Thursday. And that was about it. Other than that, he just basically for those six games that he started he just ran things and nobody stopped him from that perspective so I think the the moments we can look back on for him you know thinking back to the Greenbrier it's it's pretty cool to look back now but now you watch it here like yesterday Mark that first drive right when we ended the show they went to 11 on 11 shortly thereafter after individual and he just went right down the field I mean, it was just like he was on it, and then he threw a ball to Kenny Stills in the middle of the field. They ran some zone action, kind of play action. It wasn't really RPO, but it was play action with the zone fake, and he pulled back, and he really – his body wasn't square to Kenny, and he just kind of sidearm, sidearmed it like right into Kenny, gone a slant. And the timing was perfect. The ball placement was perfect. Kenny caught it. Nobody just – Nobody in sight, and he just took off. And I thought, man, he kind of ran off the field at that point, kind of like a mic mic drop moment. And he was just totally in command of it. And I I was like, that's our quarterback, man. Look how far he's come. Uh, And he's going to continue to do that year after year after year. Well, and and the thing
2: about being the quarterback is every day you've got to be on it. You know, I remember when Andre Johnson played and – He was obviously on it every day, but there were certain practices at training camp and in front of the fans, for Mm -hmm. instance, where he would just light it up where you just thought, oh, my gosh, he's so good. Yes, that's Andre Johnson. You know, because you're coming off the long offseason and you see him again for the first time in pads against competition. It's team competition, but it's competition. And then you say, bubble wrap put them in packing peanuts store them until the season opener we're good to go but with the quarterback you can't do that the timing has to be there now They are practicing load management. That's what I call it. That's not what they call it. But uh, J.J. Watt was not practicing yesterday. Bill O'Brien asked about that. And certain other veterans who he's sort of juggling the time with to keep them fresh or for whatever reason, let's hear from the head coach.
4: You know, it's just a different year, Aaron. You know, I think that uh, we basically have three weeks to the game, right? You got two weeks to the end of August, and then uh, we play on September 10th. But, you know, the ninth is a travel day. The eighth is like a Friday. So we basically have three weeks And so with these guys that have played a lot of football for us, they, they do get their work some days in the weight room, you know, just in the weight room, or some days they get a lot of work done in the training room, or some days they'll be out at practice. I think every guy's a little bit unique. Obviously, JJ's played a ton of football for us and at a very high level. So he's on a different type of plan. Um, Not sure how much you'll see him out there this week. He'll be out there eventually, but uh, you know, he's, he's,
2: he's on a different type of plan, just like a lot of other guys. I'm fine with WAP being on a different type of planet. By the way, Johnny, uh, I wrote about this yesterday. Sense of urgency, it's coming. Mm-hmm. You you are two weeks away, so two weeks from Friday is game week. Two weeks from Friday, Johnny, is game week because mm-hmm. and game week is not like we're conditioning and we're getting re- you know no, you're getting ready for the game at that point. And they actually start that a little bit sooner. In the preseason so you're not only playing on on that opening day without preseason and joint practices you're playing a little earlier because it's the Thursday game it's the season kickoff for the entire league Mm -hmm. and you're going to start that earlier remember when they have a fourth preseason game and we saw this clear as day uh, the Hurricane Harvey year 2017 when they were at Dallas and they broke up the team, and O'Brien's been very clear about that publicly. We, we divide the team in half and uh, or whatever the number is or whatever the percentage is, and part of the team gets ready for that fourth preseason game, but then we take the rest of the guys, and we're getting ready for the opener. And this is ten days maybe, maybe even longer, before the opener. So, he's right. It's coming. I mean, they, they don't have time to mess around here, um, and they're going to ramp up Watt the best they can and whatever guys they need to ramp up the best they can because it's true. Two weeks from Friday, is a monday he mentioned wednesday's a travel day that oh, means no. tuesday's a friday oh, that no. means thursday's no. a sunday yes oh, i'm do- i'm going there no. with you
3: yes no mm-hmm. don't do that i'm having hard enough time knowing that day is wednesday so
2: <laughs> today's tuesday
3: yeah, like I said, it's Wednesday. Oh. Um, yeah, because today would have been Wednesday because uh, this is the third of our Texans training camp live. shows. Oh my so gosh! Today is Wednesday <laughs> on what would have been the first week of our shows because we we've, started our shows on Friday, which normally they would start. But on we, Monday. Haven't,
2: we haven't done this in in uh, even like no, Monday don't. through Friday, Monday through Friday in years. <laughs> I mean, I think the last time that I don't know when no, the last we've time done was. That.
3: No, I don't think we've. I don't think we've done that. You know what I was trying to figure out. You know why we? I know we haven't done that is because what? we play, we played on a Thursday or a Friday night each mm-hmm. of the last how many ever years?
2: Yeah, or a Wednesday in 2017 at Carolina. Yeah. That was a Wednesday night because of the PGA Championship yeah. in the Greater Charlotte area.
3: Yeah, Wednesday night football.
2: That was cool. Wednesday though. night
3: football fever. Da, 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 da. You know, it, 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 you know, it's funny. I thought about that the other day. I saw somebody make a comment about the 2011 draft class, Mark, and their the, the 2011 draft class is just. It's crazy, stupid good. it crazy started with good. cam it went to Vaughn, What? you know when you when you look at it, when you look at the when you look at a draft class and all you have mm-hmm. to do is say their first names and you know who you're talking about cam Vaughn Julio jJ Patrick you know it was a pretty darn good draft, and it was an amazing draft 2017's draft is turning out to be pretty darn good itself, and when we went to Carolina, I remember. Okay, we're gonna get our first. We're gonna get a first look. We've gotten to see Deshaun Watson. We're gonna to get to see Christian McCaffrey. Oh, this is gonna be fun. And I remember in that game, they didn't they didn't do a whole lot with him, but he had one run where he he just completely darted through the middle, and I went, whoa. And we kind of talked about it during a break of the game, and I thought, boy, this cat. Boy, if he turns into a weapon next to Cam Newton. I thought Cam was gonna be there for a while, but. If he turns into a weapon next to Cam Newton. But it just got me thinking about that 2017 draft. McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Alvin Camara was also running back in that draft. You obviously have Mahomes and Watson coming out of that draft. That 2017 draft, we're going to look back on and go, good grief. That thing was salty from, from the beginning all the way through. Uh, Miles Garrett gets a big contract. Uh, he goes first in that particular draft. I mean, it's... That 2017 draft, as more time goes by, is showing uh, it was, it's going to be as good as, as many of them. Obviously, led by the two quarterbacks, Patrick and, and Deshaun, and of course, Mitchell Trubisky, who went number two. Um, but yeah, that still stings. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in December when we go to Chicago?
2: Oh, my gosh. Yes.
3: If Trubisky is still struggling, as a lot of people will Struggling?
2: You mean on the bench as he's watching Nick Foles play? Can you
3: imagine how that's going to be? Struggling
2: with the clipboard? Like, I I cannot handle this clipboard. This is very difficult to hold. I I need a number two pencil. I don't – does anybody have any clipboard instructions?
3: Can you imagine the carnage for Ryan Pace if Deshaun throws for 303 touchdowns and we win handily? I mean –
2: I have not looked up Chicago. Who's getting the reps there? What's the uh, word? No, What's the buzz out of the Windy City? With I haven't, Foles I haven't and heard Trubisky. Too much,
3: but uh, apparently Allen Robinson and one of the other receivers were interviewed, and they were talking about it. And the the gist of their conversation was, we don't know who's going to be the starter.
2: Hmm. They're trying to keep everybody Good luck. guessing because Good luck with that. <laughs> because who are you prepared for? Now, Trubisky can take it on the run a little bit, right? He does have that athletic ability. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, yeah. people He like can't
3: that. run it. I mean, he'll pull it down and go a little bit. Yeah. He's, a, he's a pretty good athlete. But Trubisky, scare you? No. On the run? No. You just can't be stupid against him. You can't just allow him wide open field. Well, look,
2: they won won a bunch of games two years ago because they played great defense, and, you know, he held it together. So uh, maybe he can hold it together, and maybe a light goes on for him. Look, we used to talk about Alex Smith like that. Oh, what a bust, number one pick in the draft. What a total bust, Alex Smith, playing for the 49ers for years. In fact, he actually actually had some decent games against the Texans. That Reggie Bush Bowl, that was his uh, rookie year capper right there in 2005. And then they were back here, um, four years later, 2009, and the Texans beat him. But he had three touchdown passes oh, yeah. in the second half, yeah. Oh, and, I remember that. And kind of came alive a little bit in in that frame, yeah. uh, or in those two frames, third and fourth quarter. And
3: then um, 2017, the Sunday night, he went off. The night that Witt
2: and oh.
5: JJ
3: got hurt. Oh yeah. He went off. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, the Chiefs. Yeah, that was. What
3: is going on? We can't stop Alex Smith.
2: Yeah, I know. And that team got. Patrick Mahomes the next year so or they had they had had him that year he was just sitting and watching he was watching Alex Smith do his thing so and the next year he started playing
3: was Alex Smith pro bowler and Patrick Mahomes I mean I think the quarterback depth chart Casey
2: Johnny Mahomes is amazing but he did walk into a situation where he had a loaded team I mean that that team is loaded look how successful they were you know look Look, 2015, they they win here in the playoffs, right? Yep. I mean, yeah, when I was talking about Alex Smith, I was talking about 49er Alex Smith. I was yeah, talking yeah. about bust Alex Smith before he resurrected his career with right. Harbaugh. That's what, what my point right, was right, with right. Trubisky, that, hey, you never know, maybe someday it'll happen for him. You know, I like to look at the positives here. Uh, but, yeah, as far as Mahomes goes, he did – I'm not taking anything away from him, but it was a great situation for him to sit, the, watch, the, a great geez. quarterback, or a very good quarterback at Alex Smith – take over and do his thing so well to the MVP level and then finally a Super Bowl championship. Nope. Finally, after two years of playing. Jeez.
3: He had an above-average offensive line in front of him, two excellent tackles. He had Kelsey at tight end. He's had Tyreek. Then they brought in Sammy. It's, you know They just plopped him into a situation where he could be really successful. The only thing they really didn't have, I guess you could say, was any kind of true running back thing threat until Damian williams kind of emerged at some point uh in 2018 and kind of became the guy well he's gonna have to do without Damian williams this year who opted out due to COVID 19 oh but then they draft clyde edwards ylair from lsu at the back end of the first round like Mm -hmm. grief now we gotta tackle this guy and that guy is going to be i i just i hope that he i hope he hits the rookie wall like the wednesday before the game and then somehow gets better after that he just he scares me he scares me a lot because he's shorter and he is low to the ground and he is very difficult to tackle and what's going to be the one thing that you probably haven't done as a defense a lot in camp tackle and he's the kind of guy that is just he'll embarrass you if you don't get up there and just square up on him and hold on for dear life and that's that's one of my big worries in the first game and not just because it's this defense or it's you know, whatever it's every defense, every defense in the league. Yeah, tackling is going to be an issue the first, the first few weeks. Sometimes you can work some of that out in preseason, mm-hmm. maybe because you get a series of reps or whatever. Maybe you do some scrimmages like the Texans plan on doing, but you're just not gonna, you, you know, it, you just you're not gonna have it where you obviously want it to be. This has always been a pretty good tackling team since Bill O'Brien's been here. I mean, it's for the most part, uh, under Rack and under Vrabel, it's a pretty good tackling team, and hopefully, it's it stays that way. Uh, with the guys they have on this defense. But that first night with that joker with the football in his hands.
2: Yeah. Uh, Look, give me a point total right now that it's going to take to win that game.
3: 37.
2: All right. Yeah, I think, I think it's in that neighborhood. I think high 30s for sure. Yeah. And, and I'll come up with an official number. Official number. Yes, I know everyone's waiting for this. Uh, the week of, you know, the on-the-record number. Because I usually – I like to guess these things, you know. It's going to take 27 this week. It's going to yeah. take 24. You know, Parcells – you know, Brian Gain once told me Parcells used to do that. We need 24 points this week. And he's right so many times, you know, just right on the number yeah. <laughs> so often of what they needed to win a game. And I think that uh, – that it's going to be a high-scoring game, you would think, because not only you have these two offenses going at it, yeah. but all the factors you just said. I mean, how can the defense be ready, for, especially for a challenge like this, on both sides of the yeah. f- uh, football, both sidelines rather, both teams? I think it's going to be a tremendous challenge. What else? Penalties, perhaps, big challenge there to it try to play be. as clean. Cleanliness is but going to be so important.
3: These are two pretty so teams. These are two pretty experienced yeah. offenses. So, from that perspective, you'd, you'd think, oh, maybe not a lot of false starts.
2: You don't have the crowd. You don't have the
3: crowds. So you, you're not having to play with that aspect. You're going
2: to have a crowd, though. They're planning on having fans opening yeah. night. And here's here's another thing. And I, I meant to talk about this. Here's what I don't like. Well, since we have limited capacity or no capacity, obviously, you can juice up that PA system, right? Yeah,
6: yeah. yeah.
2: And if you have limited capacity, i got to ask Gavin Kurt this, who runs this for us. Yeah. If you have limited capacity, are you allowed to enhance the sound? I would imagine so. Then I start wondering, are we going to get an Orlando Magic 1990s thing going on here where they completely freaking juice up the noise to astronomical levels? Are you going to get stratospheric sound at Arrowhead from the PA? Are they just going to hit the pedal to the metal, baby? And
3: They can't allow that to happen. I don't know. Then NFL can't allow
2: that. To I happen. don't know. Because, like, if you're if you're having trouble hearing, like, if you have a, you know, couple of false starts in a row, yeah, uh, you know, I don't see it anymore. But I remember when I first started to watch pro football, there were times – I remember Ron Jaworski just backing off saying, I can't hear. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. got to be quiet. Right. Like, they wouldn't – would they tell the crowd to be quiet? I think he was actually – like, they were waiting for the crowd to, yeah, like, quiet wait, down yeah. so he could actually hear right. – And you just never see that anymore because they have silent counts and they're more sophisticated than the way they deal with it.
3: And, of course, once you did that, it just amped the crowd up that much more. Yeah, yeah.
2: It was crazy. I mean, it's Philly at the Giants at the old Meadowlands Stadium. (laughs) I mean, they're not going to shut up. Oh, Ron just
3: told us to quiet down. Let's quiet down.
2: Monday night football. You know, you got Lawrence Taylor on the field. They're not going to shut up. No, and, you know, and now Marino was the first one to put the leg down, right? Yeah, yeah. To do I, think the, he
3: was the, I think he was the first.
2: Yeah, so the next sound you hear, just snap it. Like I'm ready. Let's go. Anyway, that, there's a lot to consider there. I'm wondering what the noise factor would be, but penalties. You know what always amazes me when you get a false start in your own building. You know, but it does happen. It does happen. Well, not only here. I'm just talking about around the league. We see it all the time.
3: Yeah, you know, Larry made a good point. Larry Tunsil. Spoke with the media a couple days ago. I think it was Saturday, maybe. And before he even was asked the question, and he talked about what he needed to work on. And of course, he said penalties. And he said, one of the things that takes a little time to get used to is the cadence from mm-hmm. your quarterback. And quarterbacks all have different cadences as to how they go about it. If you've ever watched Cam Newton, Cam gets back there and he's like, ready. Oh, yeah. And he kind of draws it out. Uh, Deshaun doesn't, doesn't do that. You know, you know Patrick has the right. cadence matters, and you have yeah. to get used to, okay, if, this, if we're going on this particular count, yeah. all right, Deshaun likes to kind of rat a tat like, ha-da-da-da. Yeah. They kind of do it a little differently. You hear it so, out here
2: really well. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're in a new band, and you got a new lead singer. All right, coming up, as promised, a new category. As Bill O'Brien might say, don't put him in Canton yet. <laughs> So don't put them in Canton yet, but who are the guys that we're going to talk about next? Don't put them in Canton, but they appear to be having a good camp. So let's get into that next here on Texans Trading Camp Live, presented by Xfinity.
0: If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com
7: Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1.
8: Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans!
9: Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea.
10: Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans.
11: Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to life.
8: Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just 24575 Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details.
0: Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio.
5: Calling all superheroes. At the Pelchin Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelton's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelton.org. The Pelchin, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl.
11: I'm Karen Murray, the owner of K Renee Salon, and this is my story. The salon was up and doing well. Then the pandemic came. It was terrifying. PPP was the way to go. Called my banker, Laura at Amagi. When
12: we started seeing these PPP loans funded, it was a huge relief. When I opened the email and saw the money there, I just knew that I would be able to help. The amount of relief was like I can't even tell you.
5: Amagi Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, NA, member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation
2: is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com
5: slash community.
13: Hear from the biggest
6: Texans names.
14: We are joined with Houston Texans All-Pro J.J.
13: Watt. With exclusive interviews. I've still got some more stories to write. From the official home of the
15: Texans. I want to bring a championship to this city. We are. That's always and forever will be the number one goal.
13: Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610.
0: Radio 610. Radio 610. Radio 610. It's like Netflix. Netflix but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows.
2: Oh, we got good ones there too, but uh, just keep listening to this one right now. That's all I'm asking here. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris, Houston Methodist Training Center. Texans Trading Camp Live presented by Xfinity and the grounds crew working on the uprights. And they literally get out the level, like you get it the home improvement store. Mm-hmm. You know, you put the level right there on the crossbar to make sure. Is it even? Is it level? Yeah, there's a little bubble in the middle. Good. Got that. And then they eyeball the uprights. Mm-hmm. And it looks good to them. I mean, is there any greater sight? There are a few. But it's one of the great sights. When you're driving by this place and you just see uprights, or any place, and you see football uprights, you're thinking, there's football there.
3: You know what, Mark? I will, I will well, it's similar. Mm-hmm but lights whenever yeah, you're driving yeah. I, I, at I'm night. On a night and you're looking for a game yes i just when i was a kid i remember you know we lived in you know in houston and we would go to my dad's games and we'd go to the high school where i went the markets Holiday's yes. games. we try and find a great stadium point and then you would see the lights lit up at night and you're like there it is let's go and it's it like was just, field of dreams yeah exactly
2: it's it's beautiful wow. stuff Um, And the uprights, I remember going to the Pro Bowl for the first time and and they used to practice the whole, um, I guess the whole league kind of stayed at this hotel across Oahu, like not in Honolulu, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, and they set up a practice field. It was kind of like a a shortened practice field, but they had the real uprights and it just looked so fresh. Okay, speaking of fresh, we've got some guys doing really well here. And as Bill O'Brien might say, when you start praising somebody, uh, when a media member asks him about an athlete, he would say, look, don't put him in Canton, but – all right, so don't put him in Canton, but, Johnny. I've got seven guys here okay? Okay. That, uh, that have caught my eye that have a lot of juice, okay? Now, one of them uh, – actually, a couple of them we've seen around for a long time or uh, long enough, anyway, at wide receiver – Stevie Mitchell, to me, is impossible not to notice here, okay? He has a lot of juice. And I know, what was it, two years ago he was activated for a game and drew a pass interference penalty, big moment for him. You know, and I know he – O'Brien was asked about him yesterday. The thing is, it's not like – Stevie Mitchell's got a great shot here because of the log jam at wide receiver but man you feel like he can play in this league he could do some damage Johnny
3: yeah he could do some things there's no question about that that was in 2018 against Jacksonville he Mm -hmm. ran a little stutter and go on a DB and he got the DB to bite and then in trying to recover the DB yanked him down and got a big penalty and scored in I think Lamar Miller scored in the next play and and away you go, and that was the win that the Texans had to have, I think, I think to clinch the division, if I remember correctly. So, either way, he – the first day out uh, – first or second day, man, he ran a little stutter and go. I think it was on Roby, Wide open. Touchdown. I mean, it was a sweet move. He just does some really good things. The problem for him is just doing it consistently, A. B, there's such a log jam in front of him. Yeah. And he just, over the years – Hasn't had a chance to show, hey, I caught 40 passes this year. This 40 could turn into 80 if you just give me a chance. He just hasn't had that opportunity over the last couple of years. But he's been around. He knows the offense. He's got a smile that brightens up the room. You're right. Don't put him in can. But don't forget about that guy. Yeah. He's got some juice when he gets the football in his hands. And when he runs his routes, he's been the favorite of Deshaun down the field. No doubt. Yesterday he hit a deep ball mm-hmm. as well.
2: Okay. Is Kiki QT Bryce McCain? Stay with me on this. Bryce McCain, who was a draft choice of this team and deactivated down the stretch of 2010 when they were melting down on defense. Uh And then the Texans not only signed J. Joe and Daniel Manning, obviously Manning is safety, but you get my drift here, uh, beef up the secondary. And they drafted a couple of guys, too. Wasn't that the year they drafted Brandon Harris? No. Was that the year? Yeah, Yeah, it was. Brandon Harris and Rock Carmichael in the fourth round. Yes. So Bryce McCain sees all this all these additives to the secondary and he gets his game in gear and then becomes a contributing player to this team all right not a pro bowler but a contributing player and goes off to have a nice career i mean bryce mccain lasted a while in this league right he might still be somewhere i don't know but kiki qt is he a possibility for the bryce mccain award in that he gets the memo people kind of people outsiders kind of write them off right you bring in Randall Cobb to play the slot but Mm -hmm. Kiki is having a nice camp here and I don't know if it happens here or somewhere else and you know best of luck but let's just see what happens all right I wish we had a preseason because I'd love to watch him play in these preseason games but we're not going to get that opportunity
3: Mark you're dead on it we've been waiting really for a slot receiver to kind of emerge that I don't know the Welker the Edelman the Jameson Crowder you know that kind of player that Catches 75 to 80 balls, you know, for 800 yards, but is reliable on third down. Can't be covered by inside guys, you know, the Cole Beasley types. And we've been waiting for that. So I've said before, I don't really care who it is. It's got to be somebody. Mm-hmm. But I think you have more options, obviously, this year because you bring in Randall. But I see a different Kiki. Wow. And what I mean by that, just everything, everything about him. I think last year he – it looked to me last year, Mark, like there were times he was carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. And I know that sounds silly, but he just looked at times tight, just not kind of loose and just playing his game. In all honesty, the pressure's sort of off him. So he's just playing. Mm. And I think in doing that, he's showing what he can do. Now, it's not as if he is – it's not as if he's taking it – straight way of saying this it's not like he's just walking out here playing, not studying his playbook all that kind of stuff I think what he's done is last year has really motivated him but now he's like look I got this chip on my shoulder now to prove to them that I can play that I can be that guy and look Randall's not going to play for the next seven eight years maybe Kiki can maybe Kiki learns you know from Randall Cobb heck what did Edelman Edelman got there in 2009 right Mm-hmm. Edelman got to New England in 2009. They yep. didn't know what to do with him. Yep. When did Edelman become that guy for the Patriots?
2: It, after Welker left. Like
3: three or four years, right? Yeah. It took till yeah, Welker leaving in 2012, I think, or 2013. It took Edelman that long to be able to get that job. Now, Julian was a seventh-round pick. He was a fourth-round pick, if you want to compare that. But point being, sometimes it takes a little while. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a little bit to kind of have that light go on. So once Welker left... Julian was ready to go, and obviously he's turned into one of the great slot receivers we've ever seen.
2: I think the league is so brutal in that, look, you do have some guys who can make that college NFL jump and Mm -hmm. and pretty quickly, like within a year, within a year or Mm -hmm. two, become good in this league. But I think a lot of guys, and I'm not just putting this on him, but a lot of guys might need a little more time. And the guys who are able to sort of hang around – uh, and and improve yeah. can possibly do that. But I still think there's a need for a developmental league, Johnny. I really do. I think but the difference between college and pro, you know, we watch these games on TV. They're all entertaining. But there's just such a difference yeah. in the speed, in the precision, in the knowledge, and all of it.
3: Well, also to that end, mm-hmm. Kiki had a lot of success early. I mean, the first game he played, he set a record. I know. For the number of catches in a game. <laughs> so it's like – I mean, you think about that. If you had your best broadcast the very first time you did a Texans game, yeah. you'd sort of get Tell lulled into it. a little bit of a false yeah. sense of reality of, ah, man, I got this thing licked, man. This thing isn't that hard. And then you realize, okay, it's really that hard. It's yeah. really that hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know the, the – well, No, I the, think
3: you had a great broadcast the, the, no, the first the, night. I'm the, just, the, but you get my point, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, no, I, I got you. I got you all the way. Uh, look, I don't like insurance – I hate paying for insurance, but yes. you need insurance, right? Yes. I mean, jeez, you absolutely have to have it. My mom used to say you insure what you cannot afford. Well, the insurance at quarterback is A.J. McCarron, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And then Alex Magoo behind him who has wonderful hair. But <laughs> McCarron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is not to criticize McCarron's hair, but what are you seeing in McCarron right now?
3: I like having A.J. as, as Deshaun's backup. I, I love it. I, I just think – he, there's something about him. There's obvi- Obviously, he had such a great career at Alabama. They won championships. He was the main guy. I saw him in that 2012 SEC championship game just make play after play to bring Alabama back and get a win. The deep ball to Marty Cooper, all that kind of stuff. I just feel comfortable with him there. When he finally got the chance to play last year in Week 17, he was like, a, a pig in slop. I saw him in the mm-hmm. locker room, and he had taken a shot. Remember that game? He had taken a shot where he took a knee to the rib cage. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him afterwards for a few minutes, and I was like, "Did you?" I was like, "What happened on that on that play?" And he just said, "Oh, he goes, dude hit me with a knee." And He goes, "I felt it on the other side of the front of my body." He said, "That's how hard he got hit." He goes, "But I wasn't coming out." He goes, "I loved playing today." He was so happy to have played the game yeah and you see that out here. he has that same sort of joy. he takes it very seriously, no doubt, but you can tell that he loves going up and loves a chess match. There was a point yesterday in practice that I was great. He got up to the line of scrimmage and he's looking and it's kind of this chess match and they're kind of trying to figure out and he's shifting a few guys he's moving a guy over here. he finally gets his he finally gets him into empty right and he's got Duke over to the right he's the number two receiver, and he knows he knows he wants Duke, but he's kind of playing kind of looking keeps looking he kind of looks over here he talks to this side he knows the whole time he wants Duke takes the snap Duke runs a little kind of kind of tight angle route and he fits it in there between linebacker and safety Duke catches and gets upfield 15 yards untouched and I was just like that whole sequence to me was like I mean, that was like, just put it right in my vein. I mean, it was awesome <laughs> watching that. But that's what he does. You can trust him. You absolutely can trust a guy like A.J. McCarron. I love having him here as the backup because of what he provides for Deshaun. But also, mm. if something were to happen, you're right. He is, I think, really good insurance to have around.
2: We've got Charles Ameda who coming up next hour. Johnny's going to break down the D-line next up. What about the safety position? We love Justin Reed, but who's going to be the other guy back there? Let's learn a little bit more about him and how the D is doing in practice here on Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity.
0: More from Training Camp is on the way on Texans Training Camp Live Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your dentist to actually believe you?
6: And you're flossing every day. Absolutely. Great. Um, And you're cutting down on your sweets? Of course. (laughs) Wonderful then I don't even need to look in there. Great. See you in six
1: months.
0: There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit geico.com for details.
16: Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine.
13: Texans training camp news. Inside the bubble, practice report. Day
14: three of Texans practice in the books at NRG Stadium. The Texans almost back at full strength. Kenny Stills, Dylan Cole, Isaiah Coulter, the rookie wide receiver, all back in practice. Defense winning the day all day long in the 11-on-11s, highlighted by interceptions from A.J. Moore and Cornell Armstrong. Next practice this morning at 9.30 a.m.
13: We are inside the bubble at Texans training camp. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610.
14: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cachada style, at Cachada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet
0: more texans radio is on the way
17: hey houston keith here from Bob john's have you heard about our picks for six (laughs) it's a special just for you it lets you mix and match all kinds of different things all for just six dollars each you can choose between our papadillas a medium one topping pizza cheese sticks wings poppers how about some garlic knots even the garlic parmesan breadsticks are included and all kinds of desserts So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, Houston.
8: Modern modernization today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco
7: Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW—people who get it. Find out more at cdw.com/cisco.
16: The Houston Texans, Toro, and NOV have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro takes the bull out of bullying. Toro takes the bull out of bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston.
18: Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update.
15: I'm Wendy Merciless, starting outside linebacker for your Houston Texans. For the latest on your favorite team in mind,
14: go to HoustonTexans.com.
2: Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you in the defensive backfield. You got you have some changes, of course. Last year, you had Deshaun Gibson, Jalila Die back there helping out Justin Reed at the safety spot. Well, this year, two new players come in, Michael Thomas and Eric Murray, who... When he was signed, it wasn't exactly an earth-shattering, marquee-busting signing, but he looks pretty good out here. And Murray yesterday talked about how he and Justin Reed are gelling.
19: I think we complement each other just by the, the mental part of the game, just being able to be on the same page uh, so we can pull defenses into whatever um, uh, look that we have going on there. And uh, I think ways that we are different is uh, he's, more, he's more of an enforcer type. Um, and I think for me personally, I'm more of a, a a covering type and I still bring some physicality too, but I mean, I think that's what separates us.
2: Johnny, we thought that maybe safety was a spot where they, they might add, they might add another guy. You never know. And look with Bill O'Brien, who knows, right? After (laughs) the, after the cuts. Yeah. Who knows after the cuts? I mean, who could have predicted Labor Day weekend last year, you know, massive overhaul Mm -hmm. of this team. Really? I mean, it's safe to call it that, yeah. considering all the moves they made that weekend. And I'm not saying it's going to happen again, but you can't rule out anything with this coach because he's going to do what it takes to make his team better as he sees it. But what do you think so far of what you're seeing out of Murray and Michael Thomas?
3: Well, let's not forget Jalen Watkins, too. Jalen oh, yeah. Watkins was also another another guy signed to the safety position. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circumvent. I'm going to go around your question, too, mm-hmm. because I think the guy that actually – has played maybe better than all all of them Mm -hmm. outside of Justin Reed is A.J. Moore. A.J. Moore every day is making one play after the next. He had Mm -hmm. a pick yesterday uh, where he was going with Jordan Aikens down the field and a blitz got to Deshaun, so Deshaun kind of just threw it down the field thinking Aik had to step on Moore and Moore ended up making the pick. He had a pick the uh, the Saturday Mm -hmm. uh, in the bubble. A.J. Moore has played extremely well. Now, A.J. had a good camp to start last year in 2019. And then as camp kind of wore on, just that play didn't kind of stick. And so they ended up uh, having to, you know, and obviously they went and got Sean Gibson, too. And they had Jalil die, And A.J. was like, look, I I have an impact on special teams. He didn't pout about not getting a ton of safety time. And he went out and made plays on special teams. But A.J. Moore came in at the end of last year at different times when they would go in their sub package and blitz and make plays. He made a couple of big plays late in the season that I remember last year. C.J. Moore kind of fits into that category of don't forget about me. Yes, you all know that I'm a special teamer. I'm A.J. Moore. I can do everything on special teams. And I got a smile that brightens up a room. Like he's, he's that guy. But he's made some plays at safety that make you go, hmm, okay, this could be kind of interesting. To those three additions, though, I think Eric Murray's probably had the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. I think he made a great point about how he and Justin fit together, and it's kind of old school safety like it's like thunder and lightning. As Justin tweeted when uh, when we retweeted Eric Murray's quote, the Texans account, Justin Reed tweeted out and said, "Thunder and lightning," and there is a, there's a lot of truth to that. Justin's two ten. Two 205, 210, he's got, he's got some thump to him. You saw that hit he put on Ferkser last year at the goal line. I mean, he'll come down and thump you a oh, little yeah. bit. So he's the thunder part. And then Eric Murray was a former corner in college who has made the transition from corner to nickel to nickel slash safety. And he's basically a safety you can cover. And so that's what Murray was trying to say is like, look, I'm a safety. But the role of a safety has changed so much. In the last five to seven years in particular, mm-hmm. that he really is – he's hes a—he's kind of a hybrid player. I don't know that you wouldn't put him out at corner. I don't think he's got corner skills like Kareem did. You know, Kareem right. could play out there. But I don't think Murray would do that. But he's got cover skills, and he moves very well. So he can go down a cover in the slot. You can interchange with safeties. You can interchange with them because Murray's not scared to come down and put a hat on somebody if he needs to. But what I see with Murray is what I saw at Arizona, or uh, at Minnesota when he was in college. He had quick feet. He's physical in man coverage. Uh, he can make plays on the ball. He's got good ball skills. And he's going to be a guy that I think they're going to be able to trust, whether it's in man coverage, whether it's playing zone, et cetera. I think of the three, he's probably looked the best. A couple
2: of big picks, like you said, by this defense yesterday. And watching the D celebrate is really fun here when you're observing practice. I mean, they go crazy. And why not? So let's hear from Murray on the defense celebrating.
19: I think it's good, uh, especially since this year is going to be unprecedented. We might not have fans and stuff like that. And for the whole defense to come together and celebrate and pick our brothers up, I think that's going to be huge um, for the energy and, and carrying over into the next quarter. And stuff like that is infectious, especially when there's no fans around and So we have to really feed off each other.
2: Yeah, I mean, the energy is obviously key. And I always like to say practice go ahead make your mistakes you yes. know make your mistakes here force it do things like that I know you have to hone Johnny and you want to be perfect if you can you know perfect practice makes perfect performance whatever the heck that's saying is yeah. but the point is also this is, this is the time to try some things like you yeah. mentioned that Watson throw I don't think he's chucking it up there like that in a game you know he just Correct. sort of took a flyer to see if he could get Aikens downfield and, and Murray got in front of the ball beautifully positioned and made a nice pick. Was no, it no? Was AJ Moore rather? AJ Moore, yeah. Moore got in front of uh, Akins to make that pick. And who had the other one? Crossing or Armstrong?
3: Uh, Cornell Armstrong had it right here on the sideline. As AJ McCarron was trying to scramble, and they were doing a, a two—they uh, were doing a, a two-minute drill, I believe. And he was trying to scramble on a third down and get something. Cornell <laughs> was just standing on the sideline. and AJ yeah. just—it's one of those things. Quarterbacks look beyond the guy in front of them. Yeah. And he tried. Cornell was just standing right there. Leapt up and stole the interception. You know, you know it's like in basketball or sometimes in football. It's a no 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 yes play. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That was a no 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 <laughs> play. But again, this is where you want to do that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff if it's going to happen at all. I mean, I like
3: the way you put that. Because it's it's really not it's really not no no no. It's more like no no what the f-
6: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. Yeah, it's
3: what it's. Yeah, because when you, because when you know, like I saw it happening. I saw AJ. He was running basically right at me mm-hmm. when that happened, and I could see, oh, he's gonna try and throw this thing, and he got beyond the line of scrimmage, and I was like, he's gonna throw this thing, and I just looked to see, okay, where's he gonna throw? He had no room for anything, and then Cornell just kind of like, oh, you just threw that right to me, like he never saw. But I, the whole thing about the interceptions and the celebration. That's you know you're going to have to provide some of your own juice in that way. Yeah, yeah, you and are, turnovers mm-hmm. provide so much of that. I mean, you think of the years 2014. I remember, man, how many turnovers did we generate? And obviously, JJ was a big part of that. And how many games changed because of those turnovers that got? I mean, the Buffalo game in 14. I, I don't, I mean, E.J. Manuel was terrible, but I don't know if we win that, other, you know, if J.J. doesn't make a couple big plays oh, yeah. and that and interception. How about the, the Colts
2: game? The only way you had a chance to do it yeah. after their 20, was it a 24 nothing lead? 24
3: nothing lead. Ugh.
2: Hey, how uh. could anyone blow it? Never mind. Uh, don't, did you, you, you just do I'm that. just kidding. But it's, that, there are certain numbers with the Texans that scare me. And twenty four is actually one of them because that was a twenty four nothing lead by the Colts, and the Texans actually had a really good chance to win the game. Yeah. Pittsburgh, when the, were the Texans leading, and they went on a twenty four nothing run.
5: Oh yeah, we were ahead. Yeah,
2: yeah, Texans were up twenty four nothing at Kansas City in the playoffs. So we don't need to relive that. There, the other one was 17. 17 point lead in the Rosencopter game. Yeah, seventeen point lead the next year at home against the Colts, and that was not held so in 2010 the texans with arian foster running wild were up 17 at one point and i thought this is not good <laughs> this is not good we got to break this curse and they finally did so at some point 24 nothing we're gonna break that curse johnny yeah hopefully. gotta do it gotta do yeah, it
3: hopefully at least we had a 28 to 10 lead in 18 when we went up there it was an 18 point lead and then they came back and tied it we wanted overtime we were up 28 to 10 We were up 18. See, that's how we won that game. Had we only been up 27 10, maybe we would have blown the the game. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Okay. Here we go. Uh, Situational work. What situations were they working on yesterday? I think people might find this interesting. Bill O'Brien live in the next segment. We're going to have Charles Amenahu on. We're going to break down the D line. We got a lot to do here. It's Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity.
15: This
16: is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial or else. My name is Dean Grant of Resolute Oil. We were poised for significant growth in 2020. When the pandemic hit, it stopped us in our tracks, derailed us. We spoke with Amoji right away because we believed in Amogee and believed that they would come up with the best solution available. Without Amoji Bank, we would not be in business today. They make you feel, they make you feel important. We're, we're an Amogee Bank customer for life. Damagee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation,
5: NA, member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans.
14: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cachada style, at Cachada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
20: To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job, and a serious one at that, and each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids, and as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style.
18: Transocean loves Houston, and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head-on and have the stats to back it up. Transocean is service-focused, data-driven, and performance-oriented. Check them out at deepwater.com.
6: At Whataburger, how do you make something that's already fresh even fresher? By adding fresh new things, like crisp pico de gallo for a little kick and creamy cilantro lime sauce for that extra, whoa, and two slices of pepper jack cheese. Because, of course, that's three new fresh things on top of two fresh beef patties, which all adds up to Whataburger's new limited-time pico de gallo burger. Good thing for fresh things. Good thing there's Whataburger.
18: What do 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have in common? They're all members of Houston's most exclusive professional network, Texans Lux. Whether your company has 10,000 worldwide employees or 50 based in Houston, businesses large and small appreciate the opportunities Lux provides them to network with other professionals. And best of all, Lux membership includes a suite for each Houston Texans home game. Find out how you can use a Lux membership to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com.
0: Lots more to break down.
14: Ethan, touchdown Houston.
0: Next on Texans Radio.
14: Woo-hoo! Yeah!
0: We're here in Energy
14: Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're
7: celebrating Dykin opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already and still growing. Wow,
14: those are some winning Dykin stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On 3, 2, 1, Dyken! Dyken!
5: Woo! Air intelligence!
1: <laughs>
9: Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills? At least we have our day jobs. Our family photo? Take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected. Our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond. We're perfect at tea.
14: Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio and we'll add an
8: additional two free golf passes. In all times, critical infrastructure binds us together. Burns and McDonald is proud to partner with communities in Houston and throughout the world to build and maintain the vital links that move us all forward. Together, we're rising to the moment. We're Burns and McDonald, And we're on call through it all. BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. That's BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. Calling all superheroes. At the Pelton Children's Center,
5: all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelton's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelton.org. The Pelton, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl of the texas of the texas
0: texans training camp is underway get all the breaking news updates interviews and more right now at HoustonTexans.com. now back to texans training camp live presented by xfinity and by geico and papa johns houston
2: The video board is off right now at the Houston Methodist Training Center. I tweeted out a little vid of the video board yesterday at Texans Voice. You can take a look at that, Uh, get a glimpse of a new addition to the facility here. I wonder if that thing gets Netflix. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Chain is our engineer. Ben is on the board, and the gang's all here. Okay, Bill O'Brien's going to be live in just a few moments, meeting with the media. But we wanted to break down the D-line. Let's kick it off, though. Hearing from a Longhorn. Charles Amanahu and Deepi Sidhu caught up with him. Part of the Deep Slant interview brought to you by Xfinity. Let's hear it.
11: Charles, how's it going? You finally got to put on the pads. What's it been like for you?
21: Uh, it's been good. Um, coming into my second year, uh, kind of understanding how things go. Um, it's just getting yourself back in motion, getting your technique right, um, going against a guy that's just as formal as you. and um, That's been the biggest thing for me, to just, just seeing how I do again um, against guys and um perfecting my technique and trying to tweak the little things here and there that I need to do to be ready for the game.
11: I mean, you talked about your off-season a lot. There were a lot of changes that you wanted to make. Walk me through what that process was like. What what were your off-season goals? How did you go about accomplishing them and and how much did the pandemic affect the plans that you had for yourself?
21: Yeah, so my off-season goals were really just to kind of self-reflect on last year. Um, had a lot of opportunities that I kind of missed as far as sacks, so I wanted to see what it was, what the reasoning was. And uh, with doing that, I've really seen a lot of my technique. So I want, I try I try to figure out a way how can I perfect my technique and um, good things happen when you just kind of like put your head down on a workout and you Wear ended up hitting me up. And so we had linked up on, and did that and then I wanted to really change up my body, um, gain a little weight, but still maintain the quickness and explosiveness. from the first step that I have, and, um I did that again. I got to a good weight. Um, felt like I kept my athleticism and got stronger. And I, the pandemic really helps because it gave me more time um, as far as the weight part of it to get my weight right, get as strong as I've probably ever been. I think the highest I ever got was like 288. Um, I'm at like 284, 285 right now. And then just had really, a, uh, wish I had more time to work on my technique stuff with d wear, but the time that we did have um, definitely helped me with just forming an idea of how I should be out the gate this year, other than learning on the fly like I was doing last year.
11: I saw all the social media posts you and Demarcus were, Cowboys all-time sack leader. You got to work out with him and pick his brain a little bit. What what was your biggest takeaway after working with Ware? What did what did you really gain from him?
21: Um, I just gained a, a more efficient way of doing things um, with my hands. Um, kind of just uh, a, a, broad, a, a bigger look at how to pass rush from anywhere on on the D line. Um, he was even though he was primarily an edge rusher, he was help, he was help, he was helping me really rush the center and the guards of what I'm going to be doing this year. And he was able to break it down in a way where I know what my strengths are. I know my, my, what my go-to should be and um, how to perfect those things in a more efficient way than I was doing last year.
11: All right. So outside linebackers coach Chris Rumpf and you share a connection because he recruited you, he said, to Texas when he was yeah. still there with mm-hmm. the team. And he said he's so impressed by how much you've changed since he saw you back when you were coming out of high school. The yeah. one thing you said about you was that you had a why, that you really had a chip on your shoulder. Where, where does yeah. that come from, the chip on your shoulder?
21: Um, it really just comes from being told that you couldn't a lot of times. And then um, the fun part is, is, is kind of proving everybody wrong. So um, I've kind of kept that as a thing for me, even being in the league, just uh, things personally, why I am the way I am, why I think the way I do and work the way I do. So, yes, I've always been like that, even when he was recruiting me in high school, um, and it's carried me this far.
11: All right, what about Anthony Weaver, your first defensive line coach? Now he's a defensive coordinator. How excited are you about uh, the changes and the new wrinkles that he brings to the 2020 Texans defense?
21: Um, I mean, a lot of stuff has been the the same so far. Uh, Nothing really crazy that we've changed. Uh, but, I mean, definitely, we've just brings a, a um, an imagination that uh, we all been looking for, I think. Um, different way of looking at things, doing things. But a lot of it's been the same. Haven't really touched too much and doing too many different things. So, we're just going day by day, step by step, um, and, on, and our plan, of course, obviously, to that September tenth date.
11: All right, you spent your off season, obviously, in Texas. Mm-hmm. as most of us did who are native to Texas and, and couldn't mm-hmm. leave. Since you're from Houston and, and you're familiar with Austin, what's your favorite place to staycation or be quarantined in Texas?
21: Oh, wow. Um, probably Austin. Uh, I just know a lot of people over there. Yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people over there, very well-connected in Austin. Just It's where I went to college at, so I always have good memories there Fun time. And so Austin's really where I really stay in the offseason, to be honest.
11: All right. Good stuff. Best of luck this season. Best of luck through the rest of camp. Charles Amenahu on the one on one deep slant presented by Xfinity. Charles, great to see you. Always a pleasure.
21: Thank you.
2: All right. Charles Amenahu, part of that D line. Let's break down the D line with John Harris, as no one else can. And Johnny, since we just heard from him, let's start with Charles Amenahu.
3: Hayes is intriguing as anybody this this team has. With those long arms, his ability to rush from inside to outside. And I think he mentioned it, it's, just, it's a consistency. So we'll uh, talk a little bit more about Charles O'Manhur because I think we just got to notice, Mark, that somebody's there.
2: Bill O'Brien is meeting with the media, so let's cut the music and hear from the head coach.
4: things down there, the reason why we were better was because of the experience of Deshaun um, you know, over the years and, and the more experience you get at quarterback, you understand how much faster the game is down there. You, you make really good decisions. Look, I think we can be better. We, we every you know, we can improve in every area. Um, you know, every year is different. We've got to do a good job of working it in training camp. We've worked it. Uh, we've got to continue to work it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think with the with the people that we have uh, running backs, tight ends and the receivers, offensive line, uh, high expectations for the red area. Or did you have a
18: follow-up? Yeah. Bill, a couple guys didn't look like anything real serious, but holly Waring and colin glaspia and practiced the last few days. You could give us an update on them. Do you expect them back on the
4: field soon practicing? Yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah. I would say that uh again, relative to the ramp up, um, you know, they're they're at a certain phase. They they their hamstrings are a little sore. Uh, so they'll. They're, we're going to make sure that we do a good job of bringing them back properly. You know, again, I think one of the things, uh, just speaking for myself, I don't know about any other team in the league, but without an off-season program, it's been, you know, uh, like I've said to you guys before, the, the ramp-up for each individual player is a little bit different. So, um, you know, those two guys are, are practicing. They're working mostly on the side, but uh, they'll be back at some point.
5: Mark Berman.
18: Hey Bill, how are you? Hey Mark, good. What is the uh, balance between making sure Deshaun gets all the reps that he needs, and still getting the reps for your, your backup quarterbacks, AJ and Alex, those guys, like things like that?
4: Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a balance. Uh, I, I think that obviously Deshaun, you know, gets the majority of the reps, but we've got to make sure that AJ gets a good amount of reps and. and you know, Alex, it's tough because he just doesn't get a lot of reps. So, um, just because if if you gave everybody an equal amount of reps, you'd be running a hundred plays of practice, and that's hard. You know, that's hard to do relative to how we have to ramp these guys up. So, uh, Deshaun gets the the most. Uh, AJ's got to take advantage of his reps, um, and and we have to make sure that we have AJ ready to play. But he, you know, those guys just don't. They won't get as many as as. Uh, as Deshaun.
18: What is it like um, in this, I guess, abbreviated camp? Normally in camps, you'll have an extra punter here maybe. You might have an extra kicker here, but that's just not the case Let's go around,
4: is it? Yeah, no. I mean, you know, you have an 80-man roster. Um, You're very close to being down to what your team is, right? You know, so you have a 53-man roster eventually with a 16-man practice squad, 69 players. So, you know, you're you're getting – you're a lot closer to what your team is going to be than you were in past years. Now, we we do have – Uh, workouts where we're bringing guys in uh, emergency list guys, guys that may compete to be on the roster at some point in time. So we're doing that. Matt Bazergan is leading that charge. Um, We had a workout the other day for a few players and we'll continue to do that. But the workouts, you know, these guys, you know, in order to get them in for a workout, they got to come in three or four days earlier. They got to get tested for the COVID they got, you know, so it's a, it's a much different process than it was in the past. Uh, Plus, you know, one of the rules says you have to have an intent to sign them, which, you know, I don't know what that means. That's pretty gray. But uh, um, but, but we're working through all those things.
5: Hey, Aaron Reese.
7: hey, Bill, you talked last year when you got Gary on and Vernon about kind of just targeting – Former first round guys who have still time left on their rookie deals and stuff. What what was it about uh, Garion specifically that you learned before trading for him that you thought would make him successful with the change of scenery? And what do you think he'll be able to do in, in year two now that he has a little more comfort in the system and just being around here?
4: Yeah, we had scouted Garion coming out of Ohio State. Um, you know, we liked his size. We liked his ability, uh, to to make plays on the ball. I mean, he made a lot of plays on the ball, uh, in college, he made plays on the ball in Oakland. He's dealt with some injuries. Um, and he's, you know, still kind of working through those things. Uh, he's a good football player. And at, at the point in time that we traded for him, you know, we, we, we had received a third round pick from Seattle, I think, and we turned that into Gary on Conley. So, um, you know, we felt like that was a good move for our team based on where we were uh, at that position. And he's come in this year. He's, he's comfortable with what we're doing. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that uh, he'll make he'll make a, a good jump in our system this year.
5: Randy. Morning,
21: Bill.
4: Hey, Randy. Randy. Uh,
21: just to read, tell us what you've seen out of him and just to the continued development of him back there, the leadership big time playmaker. What do you like most about Justin?
4: Yeah. I mean, he's a very, uh, very smart player, very athletic player, really good tackler, tough, uh, good ball skills, made a really, a couple really nice plays yesterday, made a, made a big play on a screen play that really had a chance to go a long way yesterday. And he, he uh, avoided the blocker and, and came up and did a good job on the ball carrier. So, yeah, he's he's a good player, uh, smart, cares about the team. Um, you know, like we always talk about, he's definitely DTS. He's dependable, tough, and smart, no doubt about it.
5: We'll go three more. Christy? Christy? All right, Brandon Scott?
4: That's almost like Omar, you know, like Ferris Bueller's day off. Bueller, <laughs> Bueller. <laughs> this is so weird. I mean, Brandon. you guys are like right across the street, but
6: be
22: alert,
13: be alert. Hey, I'm, Brandon. <laughs> hey, Bill, and I'm not, I'm at home. I'm not at the studio, you know, I have oh, no a okay. problems at home, so yes, I, hope sir. This, uh, I hope this goes well. But uh, Bill, I think it was yesterday you mentioned Kiki QC having a really good camp. Could you could you tell us a little bit about what you're seeing specifically that you like from him at camp and what is it that you need to see from him uh, going into his third year?
4: Yeah, I think, you know, some guys it takes a little bit longer, you know, Kiki's had to deal with injuries. Um, and then it, when he's played, he's been very productive. I mean, you remember his rookie year, he, uh, you know, he had big game against Indianapolis. Uh, you know, he's a guy that just has dealt with some hamstrings, some ankle. And so I think the big thing for Kiki is health. He's a very confident player, very good player. Uh, He's, I think uh, Randall Cobb has helped him, you know, just watching how Randall Cobb operates. I think that's really helped him. He's had a good camp. I think uh, he's done a good job returning punts in camp in addition to his uh, receiving duties. And, uh, you know, he just needs to keep it going. and And the big thing is health, which is really the case with a lot of guys. It's just some of their journeys to a consistent career take a little bit longer than other guys. And some of it's just luck, you know, it's either bad luck or good luck. So I think that uh, he's on the right track.
20: All right, Christy, let's give it a shot. Okay, Bill,
11: can you hear me now? Yeah. Hey, Christy. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, uh, Because um, there are no preseason games this season. Are there any different things or certain drills that you need to concentrate more on in practice just to make sure that, y'all are prepared for these in-game situations? I don't know if this is something that you think about or if it's even an issue.
4: Yeah, no. I mean, look, I think like in the preseason, you know, obviously the trend for us has been our starters don't really play a whole lot in the preseason anyways, but the games are important for, uh, for them if they do play to get a little bit of speed work in the games. And then, for your, for your, your twos and your threes to really be able to go out on a field in a game situation and show us what they can do. It's also important for the coaches because you do have end of the game, end of the half situations, uh, that the coaches have to deal with on, in all three phases. And, you know, we're not, we're not getting that in, in uh, um, it, you know, without preseason games. So, you know, again, my, my experience in college, we didn't have any preseason games in college. And so what you do is you have, eventually you'll have two or three game-like scrimmages and some, and a lot of those are for the coaches. They're, they're obviously for the players, for the players to be able to go out there and execute and, and and get on a a film without the coach standing two feet behind them telling them what to do. You know what I mean? So I think that's, that's uh, something that we're going to work on, but uh, you know, yeah, that's something that I'm hopeful that my experience in college where we had no preseason games and you had scrimmages, um, th- that helps you get ready for the first game.
18: Aaron Wilson with special teams that always flies under the radar, but three of the transactions you guys got done getting Brian anger, signed an extension, Kanye Fairburn, and also having John weeks back, uh, your thoughts on each of those guys, just a little thumbnail and having them back and anger in particular, seemed like he gave you guys a boost last season.
19: Thank
4: you. Yeah, it was important for us. Uh, all three of those guys are important parts of our team. Um, and you know Kaimi you know he's won games for us in the past i mean he's uh he's got a really strong leg very talented kicker he can make all the kicks uh, that we ask him to make and you know so he's uh it's an it's important for us to have him and and that's why we extended him and uh he's doing a good job in training camp had a really good day kicking off yesterday uh angered Brian did a good job very mature guy good pro uh been around a little bit came in here and did a good job for us and wanted to bring him back and he's he's uh you know ramping up and getting ready to be uh, as good a punter as he can be. Hopefully we're not punting too much. Um, And then uh, John Weeks, you know, he's been here forever, right? He's uh, he's just a great guy, great teammate. He's a leader, takes a lot of pride in what he does. Um, You know, when you have a, when you have a long snapper that you can really count on, especially as a snapper, you know, that's a, that's a big deal. And uh, you know, we were glad to be able to have him be able to bring him back.
5: Last one from Mark Berman.
18: Bill, I know it's a, a relatively small a relatively small sample of what have you seen from Ross Blacklock early going.
4: Ross has done a good job. I mean, I think it's hard. You know, he he um he came from a system at TCU where he was really well coached. He was on the move a lot, so he was slanting and angling a lot up front. And, you know, we do that. We definitely do some of that, but we also, you know, we we also play base blocks. You know, he's gotta be able to play the play the block. Uh, and he does, he's good. He's strong, uh, really good guy. Um, he's quiet. He works hard. He's been out there every day. Um, you can tell, you know, just from him being out there every day, being coached by weave, uh, you know, he's getting better and better. So, uh, you know, we, we have high expectations, obviously for Ross. And if he stays out there every day and keeps grinding, he's going to be a good player.
5: Okay. Thanks, Bill.
4: Thank you guys.
2: That's it for the head coach, Bill O'Brien today as If possible, he meets with the media prior to practice, which is something new this year, which is great for our show because we get to hear him live. Yeah, I love it. And this afternoon, or I guess midday, Tim Kelly, offensive coordinator, is going to meet with the media. So that'll be pretty cool, too. As we're hearing from him, we're hearing from the coordinators more than we usually do. I like this, Johnny. It kind of goes along with what he's doing out here delegating play calling duties to Tim Kelly, Anthony Weaver, new defensive coordinator, giving him a little bit of a forum because I'm sure we'll hear from him soon enough. In fact, tomorrow morning you and I catch up with Anthony Weaver to kick off the program on, I believe, an off day for the team as far as practice goes. But we'll be on the air. and We'll have plenty of good stuff for you. Uh, situational stuff came up. And by the way, we were starting our D-line. I mean, we had to, like, pivot quickly from that D-line evaluation We're going to do it next segment, but the rest of this segment, I wanted to spend it talking about the situational stuff because this is really cool. They had. All right. So, for instance, the first one, I remember they were just past the 50, I believe, with limited time left, like maybe 15 seconds. Yeah. Was it 15 around there? 15
3: seconds. No timeouts, and the ball was around the 45-yard, the, the defense is 45-yard line. So, And you need a field goal. and it, you, just, you need points. You just need anything. You're just trying to get anything up on
2: well, the board. Well, I thought it was an end-of-game situation, well, not an end-of-half. I, I
3: think it was both. I think it was end-of-half, end-of-game. Well,
2: later, I know he did end-of-half. He said,
3: end of the half. You
2: know, yeah. That's my Bill O'Brien yelling interpretation.
3: Well, I mean, either, either way, you're just looking for a field goal at that point. You're just looking okay. for points to get up on the board. Yeah, but if you're trailing
2: by more than a field goal, I think they needed an end-of-game field goal because they spiked it. it.
3: they needed a field goal because they did spike it at the end. But it was 15 seconds, and so where the ball was, it was probably just a a hair too long to kick a field goal at that point. So you do have to advance the ball. So the question becomes, okay, how do you do it? What can you do in 15 seconds to make sure that you get a, a pass completed, A spike if you don't get out of bounds, which you're probably not. They're probably not going to let you out of bounds because they're going to be guarding the sidelines. Can you get completion, get down, spike it, and get the get the field goal Mm -hmm. off? Can you do that? And we know they did it in 18 seconds. Yeah, we saw that in Indianapolis in 2018. So can you do it in 15 seconds? And so that I think is the, the thing about situations is you keep pushing. Like, all right, how much time? And they had the scoreboard over there that they could watch that they knew how much time was there. And it looks a little bit like a Chinese fire drill in some sense, but when you see it all work, you see Deshaun completely in control. And so the first play he hit he hit Kiki, I think. He hit QT and Kiki started running. Yeah. And it's like
2: get down. Gotta get down.
3: Because you gotta get everybody to that spot. And so there's so many things you have to worry about. Kiki, give the ball to the official so he puts it on the hash. Make sure we get lined up. You don't have to be all the way where you normally would be. Just get to a spot. Now, all you have to get set. All you have to do is give yourself up, right? Yeah, you just give yourself up. That's it. And the play's dead at that point. Mm -hmm. So that's what helps. The the cool thing for me, Mark, is where you're up on the perch. I'm down here. Well, the offense was right in front of me. Yeah, And so I was up watching. So I could could hear them clear as day talking about those situations. It was just interesting to hear the coaches talk to, hey, if it's 15 seconds – well, you know, what if it's 12 seconds? Hey, you just got, to, and they talked through the different things that could possibly happen there. So they were teaching, yes, this is one situation, but there are others that could arise from this. So make sure you're doing this, make sure you're doing this and reminding these guys mm-hmm. because you don't, that's not something you face every game. It's not something you face every day, but you better be ready for it when it does arise. So it's interesting to hear the coaches and the players kind of talk through the strategy of that. And the second one, was they had eight seconds on the clock. They had just eight seconds, and they were about to 40 or 45. So they had to get out of bounds. And if they didn't, then you had to get rid of the ball yeah. out of bounds mm-hmm. so you were able to get a long field goal attempt at that point. So it was pretty interesting to see kind of the decision-making process for all the players involved. Fairbairn, really
2: cool. Fairbairn must have had 15 attempts yesterday Oh yeah, in that whole period. That I mean, period it was just drill, yeah. kicking wild. I mean, not wild, inaccurate, but just a lot. Wild a lot. Wild voluminous, not wild inaccurate. Okay, next up, we'll evaluate the D-line. Then it's the return of Landry's camp questions. Landry Locker in the last segment with his camp questions for Johnny and me. Let's do this next on Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity.
0: Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment
7: Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1.
11: Hyundai has always had your back. And now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai. The longer you look, the more there
8: is to life. Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata. Starting at just 24575 complimentary maintenance included visit buy or see your local hyundai dealer today call 202-929-0073 for complete details
15: the houston texan scratch ticket from the texas lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to one hundred thousand dollars and it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane vip season tickets luxury suite tickets to a home game and more so get your houston texan scratch ticket today Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit TXLottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly.
5: Calling all superheroes! At the Pelton Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelton's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelton.org. The De Pelton, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl.
18: Hey, Texans fans, are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans.
0: More Texans radio in spectacular fashion is on the way. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation
2: is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com community.
8: Modern Modernization Today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network.
7: You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about
17: our Picks for (laughs) 6? It's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our Papadia's. A medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, Houston.
16: Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called Next Gen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS.
13: In 2020, Bill O'Brien is looking for players to be tough, smart, dependable. strong zoom etiquette there's good zoom etiquette they
4: can unmute when they want to ask a question they mute when they're not going to say anything
13: what a strange time to be alive i mean we're a Zoom team we're ready to go texans training camp underway and our 32 consecutive days of texans coverage is happening now as news happens we'll tell you about it from inside nrg unlike anyone else can Houston's sports leader Sports Radio 610 610
0: 610 Don't miss a moment of your Houston Texans 365 days a year Download the Houston Texans mobile app
2: Okay, we're at the Houston Methodist Training Center. It's Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity, and the players are stretching full padded practice today. They are outside again, and it's a very different kind of day. Yesterday was the return of the Greenbrier. If we won't go to the Greenbrier, the Greenbrier will come to us, but it was just for one morning. And now we're back to being Houston. Houston is back, ladies and gentlemen, not a cloud in the sky, and uh, I don't know if I see steam coming off the field yet, but it'll be soon enough. As we are just checking this practice out, about to get going here on field one. We're a few yards away from the field. I may or may not have these giant air conditioner units behind me. Look, I didn't put these there. Look, oh, no, I really. Stop. Johnny, I didn't put them there. They did. And I, I really appreciate it. But, you know, you know me. I like to sweat it out. And yeah. usually we're in our little 10 by 10 tents. It's really 10 by 20. Yeah. And we're over near the bubble building and. You know we fry under there. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, even though yeah, like yeah. you might get some shade, it's there's no wind and and but it's great. I'm not complaining. I love it. I well, love it. And here, it's the training the th- camp diet because you drop like three pounds a day minimum. Just standing out here. At the end of week one, I'm like, uh, let's eat some carbs. So here's,
3: here's the other thing I like, Mark. Where mm-hmm. we are, our back is to the sun.
2: Yeah. Oh, so it's beautiful. So
3: it's just I don't care if my back is yeah. hot. That's fine. But you're looking right into mm-hmm. the sun, and then it shines right in your face, so you're bound oh, yeah. to get Oh, I, I don't off. like sunscreen, so I get sun burn all over my face. Cap always gets bad at me because I don't wear sunscreen. But oh, yeah. over I here, gotta... sun's at your back. It's awesome.
2: It, it is awesome. And uh, we're painting the picture for you, and all our coverage is on the Texans app at HoustonTexans.com. So take a look. Plenty of outstanding videos and articles about training camp. John Harris breaks it all down for you uh, in written form, in video form, all the forms. Including right here, let's break down the defensive line, Johnny. Before, we were so rudely interrupted by a media gathering with the head coach. I'm just kidding. It wasn't rude. That was scheduled, but they went on a little early. So, let's talk D-line. And Who you mentioned long arms. You mentioned that it's year two, okay? If we see a year one to year two jump and improvement from Amenahu, my goodness, that's going to be fun.
3: Yeah, no doubt. And the way that he can rush from inside and outside is what really gets me excited. Because... If you get in a situation, depending on who you're playing, you can put Waddle and on the outside. Mm-hmm. They can set the edge against the run. They can rush from out there, both of them, because they're just agile, you know, jungle cats. They're so spry at you know six six three hundred pounds. But we saw it in Week Six at Kansas City. Who came in there and got matched up on a guard, and he threw hands on that guard and got to, the, to Patrick Mahomes and created that fumble. And it's like that's the kind of thing we need: pressure, sacks turn the ball over those are things he can do and he's very adept at doing that so i think because he's kind of a chess piece that you can move him around do some different things with him i think he becomes very very interesting for this defensive line
5: going forward
2: okay so give me another guy here angelo blackson former draft choice of the tennessee titans ends up finding a place of employment here on another contract what about what do they call him low
3: yeah low you know, there are certain guys you have to have on a team that aren't going to get credit. They're not going to get the tackles. They're not going to get the touchdowns. They're not going to do those things. We really started talking about Angelo Blackson last year because of the block field goals he had yep. at Tennessee and at Tampa Bay. And, that, and that's unfortunate because as a run defender, he's as good as he gets holding up against double teams, having to take those on so that mm-hmm. Zach and B-Mac can go make tackles. You know, The safeties can come up and make tackles. He takes on a lot of that dirty work. He has the dirty work for that defensive line. And he'll have to uh, again this year because he is the most stout of all of the defensive linemen. So there's going to be pressure on Angelo Blackson again to do that, do what he does, which is, destroy those two guys in front of you or make sure that the two guys in front of you that are blocking you, you maintain them so other guys can go make plays. That's how Angelo Blackson gets his credit. When you see Cunningham and McKinney making tackles, it's because Angelo Blackson's doing a great job up front.
2: We heard from him yesterday, DJ Dunny, Brandon Dunn in his fifth year out of Louisville. I love him because he was on and off a practice squad seven times in his career, and look at him now. Seventh year in the league. Or fifth year, rather.
3: I mean, you love Donnie, don't you? I mean, I, I love I him. Do. He's just—he's got a great personality that helps, but he's never been told no and accepted it. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. I remember when he first got here, it was like, hey, is he going to stick around? What's he going to be? How does he fit in with the, what they're doing? And he has just found a way with the way that he could play off blocks and actually make tackles at the line of scrimmage. You can use him in some different ways. Now, I know a lot of people will say, well, Dunny's a nose tackle. Nose tackle is replacing D.J. Reader." No, you can't get locked into that. You cannot get locked into that. I think D.J. Dunny is a guy that can do a number of different things, can slide up and down a lot of scrimmage. No, he's not going to rush the quarterback a ton and and be ultra successful doing that. But as far as playing the run, he and Angelo Blackson are key for this team, especially when they play a team like Tennessee, um, play a team like the Vikings that Mm -hmm. you know are going to run the ball uh, with Dalvin Cook. Those guys are going to be key, especially in those games in particular. Um, holding up blocks, let other guys do, do their thing. But I think Dunny um, is probably a little more active in making tackles, whereas Lowe probably does a better job holding up against the double teams and such because he's got a little bit more girth.
2: All right, let's go to the 40th pick in the draft, Ross Blacklock out of TCU, a Missouri City guy.
3: Man, I have just absolutely loved watching Ross Blacklock in practice. His agility, the way he bounces on his toes – You heard Bill O'Brien talk about, he was asked about Ross Blacklock and how kind of he can fit in for this defense, and Bill said, look, he's out here every day, and he's getting better every day. But I saw him make a play yesterday that I'm still just astounded. He was down in the defensive line, and they threw a quick screen out to Kiki QT out wide. He stopped, cut off his inside foot, and sprinted out to Kiki and got to Kiki as he was about to turn it up and literally grabbed him by one arm, just, just snatched him. And like just held him like you're not going anywhere, and I thought my God, the strength, the quickness. I think we're gonna look back at that pick in a f- we're gonna look back at that pick in a few years and go, uh, yeah, the Texans, the Texans got it right with that guy. He's gonna be a major factor for this team in due time.
2: Boy, the music is thumping here, and Keon Cross is dancing He's to the point where if I tried to do that, I would fracture myself. All right, continuing with the D-line breakdown. All right, give me something on this guy, number 99 out of Wisconsin, J.J. Watt.
3: Ah, boy, it's tough. I'm not sure I remember that guy. What's his name?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Watt. I, I think mean, his brothers play in the league.
3: Yeah, 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 that's right. Oh, yeah, his brothers play for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Look, what you want from J.J., it's, it's as simple as this. If JJ's on the field, this team has an opportunity to do things defensively um, to put itself in the top 10, top 12 in the league. If he's he's on the field I thought it was really fascinating last year I I watched a show called Detail It was a show on ESPN And it was started by Kobe Bryant R.I.P. Kobe And the football side of it was started by Peyton Manning So Peyton would take the film of the game And he would do a 30 minute show basically And they would talk about different parts Of the quarterback's game Well, they broke down, he broke down Jacoby Brissett From the week 7 matchup That we had with them last year and Peyton Manning could not stop talking about J.J. Watt. Wow. Watch Watt. Watch what Watt does here. And he kept saying, I don't mean to be the dead horse, but watch how J.J. impacts his play. The guy still plays at an amazingly high level. I just hope staying healthy. And I know he wants to stay healthy. It's not as if he's like, ah, you know, I want to be hurt this year. No, he wants to stay healthy too. But if he's healthy for 14 to 16 games, and relatively healthy going into a playoff run, hopefully. Mm-hmm. His defense will be able to do some things because you can line up J.J. anywhere, and in combination with some of the guys they have, including a guy like Amanda, who, including a guy like Blacklock, with some speed on the outside like Jacob Martin and Whitney Merciless, you can, Anthony Weaver can, try to isolate J.J. to get a great matchup where he can go win and go get to the quarterback and create turnovers.
2: All right, we'll get to Albert Huggins, Big Z, Carlos Watkins at another time. Next up, Landry's camp questions. What's he cooking up for us today? And we'll get you ready for the rest of the day. Tim Kelly will meet with the media. We'll hear from him a little bit later on. Team on the field warming up for practice. It's Texans training camp live presented by Xfinity.
0: More on the latest from training camp is next on Texans Radio. There's a lot of information and misinformation being
2: shared about COVID-19. Houston Methodist wants to share the facts. COVID-19
8: is a serious and potentially deadly illness, and you can infect others, including loved ones, without even knowing it. But it's also avoidable if we each do our part. Wear a mask.
5: Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. Keeping Houston safe is a team effort. Together, we can make our city healthy and vibrant again. Visit HoustonMethodist.org slash COVID.
14: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cachada style, at Cachada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
6: At Whataburger, how do you make something that's already fresh even fresher? By adding fresh new things, like crisp pico de gallo for a little kick and creamy cilantro lime sauce for that extra, whoa, and two slices of pepper jack cheese. Because, of course, that's three new fresh things on top of two fresh beef patties, which all adds up to Whataburger's new limited-time pico de gallo burger. Good thing for fresh things. Good thing there's Whataburger. Ashley Home Store is
10: proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans.
12: My name is Anthony Smith-Gray, owner of the Spot Lounge and Bar. Business was great, and then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I needed someone who knew what they were doing.
6: I'm Javon
10: Sterling. She was at risk of being left behind, and I offered to assist.
12: Javon was absolutely fantastic. He understood the dynamics of a small business.
5: Thank you, Amogee. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC,
8: official business bank of the Houston Texans.
0: This is Texans Radio.
8: Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans!
13: Hear from the biggest Texans names. We are joined
14: with Houston Texans All-Pro J.J. Watt.
13: With exclusive interviews. I've still got some more stories to write. From the official home of the Texans. I want to bring a
0: championship to this city. We are. That's always and forever will be the number one goal.
13: Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610.
8: Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award, presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today.
18: Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update.
0: They're back in action, and you're right there with them. It's Texans Training Camp Live.
2: Texas Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Yes, you are right there. I mean, we're a few feet away from these guys as they are practicing at the Houston Methodist Training Center. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris joined by Landry Locker with Landry's Camp Questions. What's up, Landry? All
22: right, guys, I'm putting you guys on the spot right away. All right, we know, we know the reasons there aren't going to be fans in the stands the first game against Baltimore. But let's pretend for one day it would be completely safe. For the fans to pack up NRG, you can fill up the stadium for one game in 2020. Which game are you picking?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, it's got to be Baltimore. You think so? Yep, I say Baltimore. Because you got to knock them off. They're a top seed threat. It would be great. It's an AFC yep. opponent. I know the fans might pick Green Bay because they're so popular everywhere they go, and yeah, that's the hottest cheeseheads ticket. Will
3: in there. Cheeseheads will get in there.
2: What about divisional game, Johnny? What about the Colts or the Titans here?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's mm, – yeah, I just – here's here's my thought about Baltimore. This, this is why I thought about this. 2015, we were coming off a loss to the Chiefs and a bad playoff loss to the Chiefs, right? Right. Week two – You beat them. You played the Chiefs here, and that place was rocking. And you beat them with Brock. Right, beat them with Brock. And that defense that day fed off that crowd. Boyer played his guts Damn. out against okay. Kelsey – And here's Baltimore coming in, 14-2 last year, Lamar Jackson. There's nothing I would like more than to put a stake in the ground and say Baltimore. You know what? We just just took care of Baltimore. The fans go nuts. They know how important that game is. That would be huge. I'd say Baltimore.
2: I'm going to go with Johnny Landry because you want to burn it early because you don't know what's going to happen, right? So you'd rather get that crowd in there for that game and try to do whatever you can to get that one because who knows how the season's going to play out. So – Yes, Baltimore, week two here at NRG Stadium. Full house, please. All, All right.
22: The two new receivers for the Texans, the two big names, Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. If you guys were NFL wide receivers, would you rather spend the majority of your career with one great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, or would you rather be able to say you got to play a little bit with Drew Brees and then with Tom Brady? I And Deshaun, by the way.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to live in Green Bay, I don't think. Oh, until... You're a hater. Sorry. You know, as a young man doesn't want to live in Green Bay, okay? If you have a family, you want to live in Green Bay. But you don't want to live in Green Bay in your 20s. Uh, But I know it's not just about that. You're talking about one great quarterback. Look, I'll take the great quarterback, I think, for my entire career because, hey, it's a great quarterback for my entire career. You know, if I could – you know, Tom Brady plays 20 years in New England, and if you're with him for 15, I mean, that's a huge career. Ten is a huge career. Huge. So I think one – uh, but I do like, you know, Cooksey's played in a couple of Super Bowls already. Yep. Now, hasn't won one, right? But uh, that's pretty good to be in a couple. I'll I'll take one appearance right now, please. Thank you. You know, get me to one, and I'll take it from there. John.
5: I think I would want
3: one. I hate moving, Landry. I absolutely despise moving. So I think I would do Even though I like going to different parts of the country, I think that would be kind of cool to kind of experience different parts of the country. But if I'm comfortable with a guy and we have a great synergy, I mean, Brady and Edelman for so long. I mean, obviously, Edelman's now going to find out what life is like on the other side with Stidham, Hoyer, and Cam. But I think I would want that one. I would want that one guy. Uh, so I'm going to go with one quarterback:
2: Stidham, Hoyer, and Newton. Your attorneys. Uh, that does sound like a law firm. And here's the other thing, Landry. What What am I setting up post playing career? If I'm setting up a broadcast career, I might want to go with the multiple quarterbacks so I can keep drawing on all that knowledge and have great anecdotal information on how things play out in this league. So if I'm going to go into the media after playing, I think I'd want to play with multiple quarterbacks.
3: But who are you connected with? That's, to me, no. the question. If you have a yeah. long career, like Edelman will always be connected with the Patriots. Right. You know, hopefully Brandon ends up being connected with the Texans for a long time. But I, I, if, I'm after, if I'm done with football, I want to be able to go – I want to be recognized with that particular mm. franchise in mind. Torrey Holt, Rams, Edelman, yeah. Patriots – you know, Kelsey, chief. You know, I just sorry to bring up Kelsey. I just thought I'd do that. Landing yeah, thanks a lot. Mm. I know you love Kelsey. Thanks
2: a lot. Mm.
3: Yeah,
22: that one hurt. All right. Final one. And I want you guys to rub that crystal ball. I know you are fans of crystal ball. By the way, just hearing the practice music in the background has me a little <laughs> bit amped up. I'm, I'm ready to go in 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Rub mm-hmm. the crystal ball because this is the new norm. I know you've heard that a few times. I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about the AFC South wide receiver position. DeAndre Hopkins, we got used to him being the best wide receiver in the division. He's no longer here. A year from now, when you guys are at training camp, when we are at training camp, I should Mm -hmm. say, who's going to be talked about as the best wide receiver in the AFC
2: South? Oh, that's a great question, too. A.J.
3: Brown.
2: Oh, Johnny, no, no. I don't believe that. I I know he's good. I know he's good. I know he's good. I don't think we're going to be talking about him as the best receiver. I'm assuming T.Y.'s injury issues continue mm-hmm. because if T.Y.'s healthy, he's the best receiver in the division, right? Right or no? If he's healthy, Johnny. Yeah, I guess. I mean, in all likelihood, you would, you would look at him that way, but I think that's a lot to ask for at this stage of his career, the okay. way things have played out.
3: So, you're, so, okay, go ahead. All right. What's your answer?
2: Is Will Fuller healthy the whole year?
3: I, listen. I think with Will, if Will is fully healthy.
2: He could have that title. I think he could. A, yeah. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but he could have that title if he's fully healthy. Look, Cooks, fully healthy, could have that title as well. He could be the most productive this year, and maybe people wouldn't call him that. I don't know. Like, you know, Let's say A.J. Brown has 10 fewer catches but is explosive and the Titans have a better season. I mean, you might say that.
3: We have totally forgotten maybe the most athletically gifted Shark. receiver. There you go. He's yeah. maybe the most athletically gifted receiver in this division. I just don't
2: think they have the wherewithal to get him the ball enough to get him that title of best receiver in the division.
3: Okay, let me throw one at you. Okay. Rookie this year, Michael Pittman Jr. with the Colts.
2: I'm going to vomit if he's the best receiver in the division. Like if Landry's right, you know, we're, we're Landry's scenario. We're here at camp okay. in 2021, and we're talking about Michael Pittman as the best receiver in the division. I'm going to vomit. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Hey,
3: let's go back to last year. Uh-huh. Pretty clear, DeAndre was the number one wide receiver in the AFC South. Right. Who was beyond him? Who would Who would you fit in that top five? Last
2: year, going into last year, not going
3: into last year. No, no. Finishing last year. Oh, finishing
2: last At year. The
3: end of last year. The way things were, not before roster changes what, in the what new did, year, and etc. Et
2: what did Shark end up with?
3: Like seventy three for like thirteen hundred. Pretty good, man. Shark is probably number two or three on a bad which, team. Here, which, here's my point. At that point, would you put A.J. Brown in that top five? I absolutely In would. the top
2: five? Well, now you're talking top five. Top three. Top
3: three. Because, you know, Hop is one, so two and three. I Sharp, don't know. Shark, Brown. I don't know. Landry, I, what say you?
22: Uh, I got to go with A.J. Brown, and Ugh. then I think it's going to be between D.J. Shark and uh, Will Fuller.
2: Okay. All right. It's a great question, though, Landry. I, it's a great question. Okay,
3: let me ask you this. This is, a, this is kind of a corollary to okay. that question as it pertains to Will. Mm-hmm. If Will plays 16 games this year, full season yeah. this year, I, there's so many different scenarios with that because are you going to be able to pay him? Because if he has the year that we think he can have at 16 game games, man, I hope we do. I hope we do because I think he can just turn it up to a whole different level. But he's man, scheduled
2: to be a free agent. Yeah, exactly. That is really frightening. I mean, you know, it's funny because if he doesn't, if he doesn't stay healthy, well, you have your answer, right? right. Uh, or does, maybe maybe you resign him for less money or whatever. If he does stay healthy and blows up. You just came off the DeAndre Hopkins situation. How is that handled? Right. This is for a a future episode <laughs> of Texans Trading Camp today. Um, anyway, it's a great day. Landry and Lopez are next. The In the Loop program with the loopers. They're going to do their thing, so pay attention to that. Then the afternoon show with Ron and Clint, and then us again at 6. Thank you, Ben, for producing. Thank you, Chain for Engineering. Have a great day, everyone. Follow us on the Texans app and all the social media stuff. Go Texans!
0: What are the players saying about today's training camp practice? I can't wait to hit people, and I can't wait to show our fans what we're working on. Bring it back, bring it back. Check out HoustonTexans.com for all the latest coverage from camp
7: Go to Xfinity.com, call 1 800 Xfinity, or visit a store for details. Restrictions supply requires Xfinity TV service with X1.
9: Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills? At least we have our day jobs. Our family photo? Take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected our Red Diamond Tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea.
12: July's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to Houston Fire Department firefighter and EMT Joshua Templeton. For the past seven years, Templeton has gone above and beyond to serve the Houston community. During Hurricane Harvey, he went door by door on a boat for three days straight, helping and rescuing those in need. And he has continued to dedicate his life to serving the Houston community and ensuring everyone's safety during this challenging time. The Houston Texans and Apache would congratulate him for being our July Star of Courage.
9: This summer, hurry into Mattress Firm, where you can save up to $500 when you get a king mattress for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases of $6.99. And save up to 50% on select mattresses from our top-rated brands, like Beautyrest, Serta, Sealy, and more. Shop in-store, online, or by phone today. Hurry in, only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only and while supplies last. Some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com. sale
4: Standout performance and all the right moves. This is Bill O'Brien, head coach of the Houston Texans. I'm not talking football. I'm talking about the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe. With its twin power turbo technology, highly responsive handling, complimentary scheduled maintenance for three years or 36,000 miles, you'll always go for the long drive. BMW, the official luxury car of the Houston Texans. Take advantage of
8: exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details.
18: What do 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have in common? They're all members of Houston's most exclusive professional network, Texans Lux. Whether your company has 10,000 worldwide employees or 50 based in Houston, businesses large and small appreciate the opportunities Lux provides them to network with other professionals. And best of all, Lux membership includes a suite for each Houston Texans home game. Find out how you can use a Lux membership to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com.
20: To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that, and each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids, and as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style.
13: Bold Statement. Saving money with Geico is almost better than watching football. Think about it. When you're watching the game, yelling at the quarterback to throw the ball, throw it, Williams is wide open, why are you doing this to me? Use that rocket arm, come on! They don't listen to you. But if you went into a Geico office and yelled, someone please help me save some money on car insurance, everyone would hop to it. Except the intern, because it's his first day and he doesn't even have a computer yet. See? Better. Switch and save with Geico. It's almost better than sports.
11: Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement.
13: But we're determined.
11: So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa, at Floor & Decor, we shopped the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors.
2: And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices.
11: Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable.
2: Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore
18: Floor & Decor in person or online at FloorAndDecor.com. Transocean loves Houston, and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head-on and have the stats to back it up. Transocean is service-focused, data-driven, and performance-oriented. Check them out at deepwater.com.
5: Calling all superheroes. At the Pelchon Show Tenor, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelchian's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at depelchin.org. The Pelchian, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl. Area of the Texas bowl. Area of the.